Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breakfast on SEN. Bring entertaining day one of the Adelaide Test. Australia trail the West Indies by 129 runs with eight wickets remaining after winning the toss and electing to field, which may have been a surprise. Taking us through all of it is our next guest, Simon Cadditch, our SEN cricket expert. Cat, uh, very good morning to you. Were you surprised Pat Cummins chose to bowl? Good morning, guys. Uh, no, it wasn't purely because Pat Cummins is prepared to do things differently now as Aussie skipper. And, you know, the fact that he has the skill and class to be able to go out there and execute, you know, what he thinks is the right option, he backs it up with his bowling. And, and he certainly did that yesterday. You know, the West Indies openers got off to a pretty solid start. And then when Pat Cummins came on, he got the initial couple of breakthroughs. And then he was backed up later on by Josh Hazelwood. So, barring that last week at partnership of 55 between Roach and Shamar Joseph on debut, um, you know, Pat Cummins would have been very happy with the way things played out. Cat, obviously, as you said there, the first hour will be in the bat a lot. What, what changed? What, what did Pat do differently that really broke the game open? Well, I think what, what early happened early on was that the wicket was quite slow because it was a 10 o'clock start. There was a little bit of dew around early and a little bit of moisture, and it just looked quite slow, a little bit too paced at times. Some balls flew through to Alex Carey. Others sort of died through to him. So... I think once that initial half an hour wore off and the sun came out and the wicket probably just hardened up a fraction, it just looked like it became uh, more challenging, particularly once Pat Cummins came with the bowling crease. And, and we know how good he's been all summer uh, and for a long period of time now. And he just keeps threatening around the top of off stump. So the West Indies, particularly their two openers, their, their footwork got found out. Um, Chanderpaul flashing at a wide one and got caught in the gully, which was you know, a magnificent return by Cameron Green there. Not many, I don't think anyone else in the team would have got a hand on it. So that was a good start for him. And then Pat Cummins found Craig Brathwaite's off stump. So you know, the skipper keeps leading from the front. And then he was really well supported by Josh Hazelwood, who you know, carried on his fine performance from the second innings at the SCG, where he took that triple wicket maiden. And then he backed it up again yesterday with four wickets. So... I just think they, they keep hunting as a pack, this, this unit of bowlers, and it's the best in the world. So, unfortunately, from a West Indies perspective, you know, they got an inexperienced middle order, and, and apart from Kirk McKenzie with his 50, um, they found it tough. Because, Kat, obviously, notorious, or not notorious, it's very famous in Adelaide that you get to the second day, two, day three, and it's very easy to bat. And probably the ball did more yesterday than a normal Adelaide Oval pitch. Are you expecting good conditions for our batsmen today to bat? Will it really dry and flatten out? Yeah, look, it's interesting this morning. I'm still early here, obviously, but um, it's really cloudy. There's been some overnight rain. so And I see the forecast is only sort of 21, 22 degrees. So it's another cool day. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether that cloud sort of burns off later in the day. But I think it's hard to compare the old Adelaide over wicket to what it is now with this drop-in because it is so different. It used to be probably the best batting wicket in Australia. I think now it's, it's a lot fairer for everyone. And because there's eight mils of grass on this drop-in, it, it feels like it's a new ball wicket. And then once you get through to the sort of the 40-over mark, it becomes better for batting. So that's how it seemed to play out yesterday. Apparently, that's how it plays out in the Shield games. So I think it's it's hard to compare how it used to be. I know when I played on it, because it used to be a bat-first wicket, you'd, you'd make four to 500 because it was so good to bat on. And then you, you hope that it deteriorates, it spins and, and starts to play low. But it's not like that now. It's got a lot more bounce in it. And, and it sort of seems to favour, you know, all you know fast bowling, spinners do well, and, and the batsmen find it probably a bit harder against the new ball. Can you talk to me about the, the mindset of Steve Smith? I was listening to your coverage early uh, yesterday and he was already been in the nets, the media coverage. He was speaking to the, the host broadcaster, I think Channel 7, prior to the day's play. Uh, he gets a bat and it doesn't last as long and now he's got to sit there all day and watch his teammates bat. How difficult is the mental aspect of that? Oh, it's huge because and he knows the decision that's been made is, is a massive one. It's a big change in his sort of career and where it's at. And I you know, applaud him for taking the challenge on because you know, there'd be plenty of players in the past that would be happy just to stay at number four or five and, and sort of you know, face the older ball. But he's taking it on you know, what, for what the team thinks is the best thing and having the best six batsmen playing at this point in time. I thought he looked pretty sharp and played some beautiful pull shots early on. And I think, basically, he probably just got a little bit surprised by the young kid, Shamar Joseph, on debut. He just shuffled across the crease, didn't really get a stride into the ball, and, and sparred at one that he probably could have left. You know, had he faced him previously, you know, he might have left that ball and, and just got on with business. But I actually thought he looked pretty good. But um, young Joseph was, was impressive. He got one, you know, on the money, pretty much first ball, and it was a brilliant catch by Graves mm. at, at, uh, in slip. So... Yeah, we didn't go to plan for Smithy yesterday, but um, yeah, that's part of opening the batting, unfortunately. Yeah, sometimes you get a ball that's just too good for you and you just nick away. You, Kat, started your career batting at six for Australia, then you went to, to open and had great success there. Was there a specific thing that you changed in your technique when you went from batting six? I know it's situational at six, and, you know, and same with Smithy. He could be in there for two for 10 or two for 100. The game looks very different. Was there anything from your recollection when you made that big move to change your game? Yeah, I felt like I had to be a lot tighter with my hands and I had a real focus that, particularly in the first probably half an hour of play where you expect a little bit of movement, you know, first morning of a test, I felt like I had to probably tighten that aspect of my game up and, and really focused on keeping them as tight to my body as possible and, and sort of playing as straight as possible early in that, that period. It doesn't mean that if you see a ball that's short and wide that you don't cut it for four, but... It's that focus of just being as tight as possible early, getting used to the pace and bounce of a wicket, whether there's any movement. And once you suss that out in the first 20 minutes or half an hour, you can then expand from there. And I think that's what it looked like with Steve Smith yesterday. I think he was looking like he wanted to be busy at the crease and show good intent. And and the field's obviously up with, with you know slips and gullies and stuff like that. So... You know, he got through that initial part. He just didn't get through that next phase where you try and kick on and, and really put some pressure on the bowlers. And um, But that, that was probably, you know, how I went about it. And in regards to today, mate, how do you see it unfolding? Obviously, they, you know, they, they did enough with the new ball yesterday. They were moving around. They made it hard for us to score. What, what happens today? 
Well, I think, you know, they'd taken their chances. I obviously dropped Kawaja early on, and, and De Silva should have taken that. It was a pretty regulation nick uh, that he put down early on off uh, Alzari Joseph. But, you know, Australia probably should have been three down at stump. So it's, it's a big innings, obviously, for Cameron Green to try and, you know, cement himself in that top four position. And then um, I think Kawaja's been brilliant for a long period of time now, and I think he'll just look to, to try and bat, you know, throughout the day and as long as possible. But... I think what we saw from the West Indies yesterday was a fair bit of spirit, and it was led by this youngster on debut, Shamar Joseph. He's got a bit about him. If he gets a bit of support today from Alzari Joseph and, and Kamar Roach and the spinner Moti, then I think they'll they'll try and stifle the Australian attack, particularly as a batting lineup, particularly early on, because um, this ball's still relatively new, so they have a crack early. But I think as the day unfolds, it should be a pretty good track to bat on. Good on you, mate. We'll listen to you on the radio. We'll watch you on the TV today and appreciate your time this morning. My pleasure, guys. As I said, the Aussies trail the West Indies by 129 runs at the start of day two with eight wickets uh, in hand. Kawaja was dropped, as Simon Kadic said, early in his innings. He's not out 30. Cameron Green was scratching around. He's six not out. <laughs> Was he scratching around? I did like your use of an adjective there just to get your point across. I like, you aren't happy that Cat went straight with the good. Hey, Kat, he's 6'6". Six, six. No one else is 6'6". Six, six in no, a gully, I, mate. It was a sharp catch. Um, but he played and missed about six times. So uh, I thought he was a little bit scratchy. But he probably goes on and makes a 100 today. I, ho- I hope that he does. SEM Breakfast, Phil Davis is alongside of me. We still have a huge last hour coming up. Paul Marsh and Tony Clark going to join us Live in the studio. If you want to have your say, you can as well. one 736 That was our McCafe coffee catch-up. Barista made ice cold. Drive-through for your ice coffee favourites at McCafe. Back after this.